Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by Robert D. Felice to talk about Friday Night SmackDown and much more. Robert, how you doing this fine Friday evening? I am the aforementioned Robert D. Felice, and I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Glad to hear it. Uh, this was the go-home show for Smack first five series. This episode of SmackDown was, and obviously lots of stuff to dig into from the show itself to a little five series preview to yet another round of WWE releases on Thursday night. We'll get into all of that and more. Uh, before we do, just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here, is available on any number of streaming pl- platforms. So it's on called Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, or maybe we've got you covered. So, Robert, I guess we will start with the uh, some of the highlights of SmackDown. I mean, they ended with a pretty fun angle with Biggie and Roman Reigns brawling. This is something the show really needed because up until then, for a go-home show, it was pretty slow. Uh, and this, obviously, it's fair to say, SmackDown uh, Survivor Series is very much a two-match card because everybody wants to see, one, Biggie versus Roman, and two, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. And I think they leaned into that tonight. I think much. that's disrespectful to, like, the rest of the roster at this point that is literally competing on the show because there are some great people on that card, you know? King Woods. I, I say I say it's a two-match card. I know not, what you mean, and they, they're treating it like that. It's just right. That. That's that's what I mean. I'm so, I'm I'm fully aware. It's great, great, great talent. The, the the talent on this card is so good. AJ Styles got announced as the last-minute participant in a, in a battle royale, likely on the kickoff show. So that kind of goes to show you the guy. This guy couldn't even get on Team Raw or SmackDown, which is where he would have slotted in. But no, it's very. It's like as always, the matches are going to be great. The matches like are filled with very, very talented people. It's it's going to be good. But yet again, as always, the, the build has not been great. So then, but then it feels like a two match card, even though you look at some of these matches like Team SmackDown versus Team Raw. It's going to be a good match for both the Raw for the, both the the men and women side of things. But uh, I, I feel like they have very much leaned into that, where it's like, no, we're going to focus on Big and Roman. We're going to focus on Becky and Charlotte because these are uh, the big matches. And Master Curse thinks she's excited for Sunday, and I would imagine some of these matches are the are the reason why. I mean, we've got so much to do. like. If we we could talk about the the beef between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair for a whole hour, some of the interviews this past week alone have been eye-opening to say the least is some of the, some of the stuff that Becky has been saying Charlotte to maybe do a little lesser degree, but Becky's really made some, some, uh, you know, pretty revealing comments about all this. Yeah. And I think they've done a masterful job of making you question whether or not it's a work or a shoot, but I think it's just great promotion. I think I've talked about this with some friends. I think they're going to draw on Sunday. I don't think either person is winning. I think it'll be sh- shenanigans and chicanery and then a, a draw, which will be a letdown, but also I think the right thing to do in a case like this. As long keep, as it, yeah. keep that heat because you can carry that to WrestleMania and, you know, oof. I'm, you know, yeah, I just, Darby Allen just died on my screen. And, uh, <laughs> you, you, you know, you can keep that momentum going to, uh, to WrestleMania. And I think. They could easily headline WrestleMania, even though a lot of people, people would be mad at that. It's true, and we'll talk about maybe some other potential future opponents for uh, for uh, a Charlotte Flair for Becky Lynch. But no, all the focus right now is on uh, on their match on Sunday. But a real quick departure here, Michael Kent wondering where Hit Row was. Don't know if he's oh my up, god! But they unfortunately got got released yesterday. Um, so they don't they don't work here I think, anymore. I think he was kidding. I think he was. I kidding. hope so. I read, I read that seriously, and I'm going to assume either way. I mean, but like, okay, I mentioned this on Twitter. 
let's assume for five seconds that he wasn't kidding. I think the WWE does a disservice when they have these mass cuts and they don't announce it because I was a kid who was obsessed with wrestling, but I didn't follow Dave Meltzer until I started doing this job. Like, what, what if there's a kid out there who doesn't know who Sean Ross Sapp is? And they're just like, I wonder whatever happened to Keith Lee. You know, <laughs> like, it's I, wild, it's man. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I kid you not, I, I, I followed WrestleZone. So I actually was kind of up to speed on some of these things. Uh, but not not like, not like when I was very, very first getting into it. Like, my little eight-year-old me wasn't there being like, oh, I wonder what Dave Meltzer reported about. Who I, Back then, this wasn't even the problem. But now, I can't even imagine if you're a kid these days. Because, yeah, you will look at like a guy like Bray Wyatt, who's there for, for a, a while, every week. And week in, week out, he's there. He's the top star. Then he's gone. It's like, where'd he and go? Where'd just, Keith Lee go? Then he just disappears. It's like, wild to me, you know? And then it, by, it is really wild. As you mentioned, by them not mentioning it officially in an, in an announcement and it being reported or, or quote-unquote leaked uh, to, to various outlets, uh, it lends some validity to this feeling that it's like, it's just this like wrestling fact, well, not even wrestling, this, this content factory that, that's in the confines of, of a wrestling company, so to speak. Uh, so then they just peak people flow in and out or not i can't say flow because it's like they're leaving willfully though they're they're uh welcomed in kicked out and you know shuffle down the the assembly line or and, you know and out, the, out, the door, out the door since we're on this topic already let's let's kind of dive as well into, let's dive into the release a little bit and what i want to talk about honest to god is drake maverick who got released is of course very close with ec3 and braun Strowman, so he already had a free the narrative style package ready to go for his release which means it was filmed probably last time <laughs> the release him. yeah and john cena other people commented too but john cena who has never publicly commented on re releases especially recently because by woody right said hey you should watch this. this is a great powerful message from a very talented performer. And then Naomi commented saying, I feel every word of this. I, it's, it doesn't feel like the WWE universe is very much a family. No, you know? no, 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 no. At least not, not in the company sense. You know, you have people that are friends, you have people that are, that are like their coworkers, Kayla Braxton, I saw she tweeted that like she just found out about, yeah, about the news. That was so sad. She's like, oh, I went to sleep early last night. Right. I woke up and just found out everybody got released. It's just terrible, you know? And Drake Maverick is, this, you look at some of these stories. Drake Maverick, you, you mentioned he got released last year, gets brought back as part of a storyline. Then still, you can say what you will about the 24-7 division. He's still on TV, he's still, you know, on the show. And then just gets released. And then uh, Hit Row definitely seems to be the, the most, the biggest shocker. And that's just saying that she said on the Tuesday show that uh, they would go back to NXT maybe, but never would have thought they'd be released. Uh, granted, they haven't done a whole lot since they've been on SmackDown. They were part of seemingly this this beginning of a feud with Sami Zayn. Uh, or, or then last week it was Jinder Mahal. That didn't go anywhere, obviously. Um, but they're, they're a team that, or a stable that got called up in the draft. And now quite literally just over a month later, they are. They have been released, and it's stunning to me. Especially, I mean, I, I Robert. The brief time they're on SmackDown, I, I made it fairly clear I wasn't a big fan of Hit Row. But that's not to say they're not very, very talented people. I think Swerve Scott is a, is an amazing wrestler, and I have no doubt he will do great things wherever he goes next. 
Um, I thought they had a great appeal as a group, even if it didn't necessarily appeal to me, they were very, very over with a lot of people. So that was very surprising. They, their their t-shirts sold like hotcakes and, and people really rallied behind them in NXT and even on, in the brief time they're on the main roster and then just to have it be over, you know, to have them be they released like that. They only existed for six months as a faction. They yeah. existed for six months as a faction. That's insane. That's it's wrong. Crazy. Thank, thank you for D, DJ for uh, having the list right here. It was John Morrison, Drake Maverick, Kit Rowe, also Tegan Knox, Shane Thorne, or formerly Slapjack, and Jackson Riker. So definitely some some noteworthy names with Nessa noting that Tegan got Tegan another one, a, a, a wild story. She battled at what three ACL tears, some like major major injuries. Yeah, and comebacks. I don't know how they let her go. I don't know how they let her go. And this girl got three ACL injuries for you, and you don't even have the damn decency to book her in a championship match at least once. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what what is happening? I don't know, man. John Morrison, for me, you know, for me, that's a more nostalgic one. When when he came back, I was very hopeful he'd do great things. He was he had a good run with the Miz, and then just didn't really go anywhere. Miz, they kind of didn't have a culmination to their See, like they, they started something. Miz went on, went on to be with Dancing with the Stars, so then Morrison was left in limbo. And, and that's horseshit too, by the way. Like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but Morrison is perhaps the most offensive because this dude was just out here at WrestleMania taking Canadian destroyers for Bad Bunny, and you just let him go. Like, fuck. Let, like, what do you do? What is this? You know, like. Okay, look. For every one of those, I can look at like like a Jackson Riker and say, well, the last thing I recall him doing was defeating Veer on main event. And one of those two is getting a promo package for a build, and it's the one who's losing to the guy who got released. I don't know what this company is doing, is what I'm saying. No I don't know what, what's happened. There used to be like logic. Some of these releases used to even be rooted in logic, like, oh, well, they haven't used Yoshitatsu in two years. I guess you can let it go. <laughs> you know, but, like, this is just like, oh, hey, remember Hit Row? Remember how we called them up and then we made them, like, a huge part of the draft? Fired. And that makes it very, very, very hard, I think, especially for, for any quote-unquote casual fan or someone that's kind of just watching the show you know, but not necessarily not rooted in as much of the, the behind the scenes things. You see this this act, you know, they, they get drafted, they get called up, they get some TV time, and then they're gone. How are you supposed to like invest in anybody when it feels like this way, especially maybe more than ever now, I would say. It's like Nobody no one's paid. safe. No one's safe. You never know when another round's gonna happen. And we never speculate about who who's next, but you never know who's going to be next. Like you, nobody know. Uh, if you asked me a month ago, I would not have said it got like Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, any of the people. That, well, you never know. Like you never can like, see these, these things people, coming again. Who are getting airtime? It's not like you know Shane. Th- okay, like let's let's look at a guy like Shane Thorne, and we can say, all right, he all but disappeared after Retribution. Kind of okay if you're gonna like if you're gonna let go of somebody. That makes sense. I don't, I'm not happy that he lost his job, but that at least is rooted in some kind of, well, they weren't using him. Morrison? You're going to let go of Morrison? You're going to let go of legitimately one of the best guys you have so he can walk on to Impact? So he can walk on to, 
so he can be Johnny Elite and just go and have killer matches with Sammy Guevara or, you know, Andrade, who you let go in February, by the way, because that was this year too. There's only February. Or maybe Aleister Black, who you let go of in May. Or maybe, you know, like, I could go on and on here because you've let go of people left and right. It's so wrong. It's how do you invest? How do you get excited? And for me, to like you mentioned, we're, we're on subject. For me, uh, Andrade and Malachi, or uh, at the time Alistair, two of my very favorites, even though they were booked very poorly at the, for the duration of their main roster runs, I'd get excited because I could see these guys are so good. They just need they need to be handled better, and they could, they could do great things. And then, lo and behold, they, they go elsewhere, and they do great things. They're doing great things. Uh, Ty and DJ, what we're talking, talking about John Morrison here, Ty, uh, DJ pointed out that Ty, uh, Ty Valkyrie, John Morrison's wife, uh, uh, also formerly known as Frankie Monet in NXT, also got released. Unfortunately, that was the last round. Uh, she tweeted, I think it was oh, either earlier today or last night after the releases, basically like, you know, don't, don't support this company. They don't care about you or the wrestlers. Um, definitely a, 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 a passionate message and, and easy to understand you know and, and for me it's like i've been talking about this a lot lately but it's like round after round releases it's hard to like really be a quote-unquote fan of this company that's doing these things but it's still my job to cover it and so my job to watch it and try and enjoy as much as i can and there is an interesting dividing line there where it's like these people that i that i like these people that i think are very very talented uh don't get the opportunities i think they deserve and then they get released kind of a colding like this. I mean, obviously there's also the narrative that this was right before Thanksgiving and it was slash the holiday season yeah, really. in general. So really. that, and then that really sucks. So again, Morrison and Valkyrie, husband and wife, like now their whole family's out of a job and granted they, they're likely to get paid for the night, the night compete, but still it's a really crappy, like way to start the holiday season. And then I'm sure that that goes through any of the people that got released. And so the look at the human side of it, it sucks all around, you know? It's yeah, just, it's a rough but time. At the same time, you look at it and you go, man, in February, Morrison's going to kill it if he wants to continue wrestling. Because maybe some of them don't, you know? Like, right. I'd imagine he does, though. Uh, Morrison's going to kill it. Shane Strickland is going to be such a hot commodity. Maybe Top Dollar. And... Ashanti Adonis and B Fab go with them. Maybe I wouldn't mind some hit row or or whatever they want to call them, <laughs> and in any promotion, quite frankly, because they're all talented. Oh, it's yeah. just stick the spotlight on the guy who can wrestle, right. and that's Shane Strickland. Yeah, that was one reason why I didn't necessarily get behind him as much in NXT on on the brief time they're on the main roster. It's like they kind of lost that emphasis on, hey, this is an amazing wrestler. And, and that's what I more want to say. Like, no, he is, but he's he's great. And like I said earlier, very much sure that uh, he'll be on to doing great things. Nelson, knowing that Top Dollar uh, had tweeted, I think earlier today, uh, some some response to being released. He tweeted eighty nine days. So of course that's a, a yeah, reference. Yeah, so he had to... done like a whole rap where he basically said AEW ROH. I don't think he's up to date on the ROH news. AEW uh, ROH MLW NWA. He's basically saying he wants to be signed within the next 89 days and uh MLW is locking him up quick you know maybe maybe he gets a shot there maybe he goes to AEW maybe he hosts the go big show he did a good job as the I liked 
him on a most wanted treasures. Like he did a good job. Yeah, and uh, Fightful report, uh, Fightful Select reported that he was, uh, you know, appreciated for his his hosting abilities. So that very much, I would think, would be kind of a uh, a possibility for him. A damn might... fine service that Fightful Select. I tell you what, <laughs> damn fine. <sighs> well, we could talk about these releases all day. You know, again, the the main takeaway: it sucks. It sucks that these releases happened. It sucks that again. These people that you, in many cases, if you're a John Morrison fan, if you're a Swarm Scout or a Hit Row fan, these people I that... I mean, if you're The Miz, it sucks. What right, do you do the people that want to be the work there. I'm just talking about fans, you know? What yeah. do you do when you get it back? Your friends. You had a ready-made feud with, with uh, Morrison, and they, they killed it. Like, I thought for sure Miz would get released. He, uh, not released, but eliminated from uh, Dancing with the Stars. He'd come back, and Morrison would be there to call him a failure, and they'd have their little match. But now it's like... Morrison legit came back to WWE for a nostalgia run alongside Miz, and they fired him again. What the fuck? Like, what is that? Morrison is so good. Morrison in every freaking promotion from Lucha Underground to uh, the short-lived Blackcraft Wrestling. Look it up, folks. To... um, Impact, April, they could be a world title contender everywhere he goes, except WWE. It's, it's not it's right. Terrible. It's terrible. Morrison deserved better. DJ's and Hit Road is better. I mean, to me, I would say anyone that gets deserved, that gets released deserves better. And again, I would agree. Uh, Shane Thorne, I'll tell you what, Mikey Nichols and uh, or Nicholas and uh, Jonah Rock. Let's get some of the Mighty Don't Kneel action in there. Let's get some trios action on AEW. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, everybody needs to do their best work right now because in five years, I want to be talking about how this was the year that WWE let their monopoly fall due to their own greed. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the guy who's playing Monopoly and who thinks that they're landed on everything and then, bam, they get hit with the income tax and... Oh, they, they, they lost the whole game because they got a mortgage and everything. That's what I want WWE to do right now. I, I, don't, I, I think AEW needs to rise right now. All these promotions need to rise right now because it's clear that the greed has gotten out of control. Yeah, and again, every single time there are releases and everything, um, always report that it was due to budget cuts, linked budget cuts, or, or it was for, for the bottom dollar, the bottom line. It's, a, it's about the business. And again, you can't necessarily, you can't obviously, you, I, like, you can't, that's the way, if that's the way they want to run the business, like that's on them. I don't agree with it. It's and disingenuous I, to say budget cuts. Right, because like, again, all of the, all the resources out there, they're, they're making profits, they're, they're doing great record profits, even despite of the, you know, the majority of this year itself. Uh, with with the pandemic still raging on, and then they even yeah they return to live shows. So I think it will be a very interesting time next year for WWE for for the wrestling scene in general. All these people, a lot of these people, they are released from main roster. They won't be able to really get back out there until February. So come twenty twenty two, you know the the, the open market is going to be a, a crazy That's a crazy not thing. a bad move. Like imagine that casino battle royal next year. Imagine that you know whatever Impact is doing. Or MLW, who's always looking to bring in new people. It's going to be a top-notch time. 
Yeah, you know, and uh, Nelson mentioned earlier that we you, you mentioned uh, about a minute ago. Unfortunately, that is uh, at least temporarily. Well, they're on hiatus. On hiatus. We don't quite know exactly how the, what's going to go down there. Still a a sad um, change in that card. These things are changing. I mean, another thing Herman mentioned. Herman mentioning that WWE fired practically half the roster. The Triple H signed. That is. There, there's something there, isn't there? There just is, and I don't, I don't want to like over speculate, but it sure seems like the Triple H era of NXT is all but dead and gone. Oh, it, it is, it is, and that's I really right down to like the very end of it, like hit row. Yeah, you know, especially now with Johnny Organo and Kyle Riley, the contracts coming up. We don't know what's gonna happen there, but again, all these releases, I. You never know who who who's ever thinking what, but if I'm them, I'd be like, "Why would I stay? Like, you're gonna fire me anyway." Or, yeah, or... I have to imagine that Kyle O'Reilly is gonna go and join his undisputed bros in all elite wrestling. I had listen. If Johnny wanted to stay for the financial security, I'd be like, "No, no, no! I want it written down on paper that I will be like a coach, and you can't fire me. I have a kid on the way." You cannot fire me. Because yeah. they're not above firing pregnant women. Look at Maria. Like Wild, man. <laughs> wild. For me, Johnny is in this, in this case, because I'm a big fan of Johnny Organo. And, you know, it's one of those cases where, like, I want him to be here. I want him to be doing great things in WWE or NXT or whatever. I, I mean, at this point, I have no qualms about having more reasons to watch all the wrestling over WWE. And here we are doing a SmackDown show. So with that, we will move into back into the SmackDown. I mean, but, but we can talk about, like, like, what do we like about SmackDown? Xavier Woods, who the poor man had his heart broken, having to read on the air on attack of the show that people are getting fired. That's one of the most heartbreaking clips I've seen in such a long time. And that's that's what we like, and Woods has got to be bulletproof, but even Woods, they're treating him like shit because they're not paying him for up, up, down, down. What is that? Like, what is going on with this company? It seems to be, by, by all, again, I look at this 100% from the outside, I have, this is just the way my, my observation of everything we are seeing, it's just all about the money. Whether that's these releases or or the report that they're not paying zero was dropped up, 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 down, down. A very a, a widely successful, uh, you know, show or or channel, whatever you want to say. Um, it's all it's about. And again, there's very much this shift from being a wrestling company, being a I don't know if they were ever a family of a company, but especially kind of leaning away from that. Um, you know, that's um, that's what it is. It's and that, sucks, that's man. that's one reason why it's like hard to kind of like again be a full fan. It's like it doesn't feel like a family or, or whatever. It's like it's a, it's a business, and there's so there's something to be said for that. And I think um, that's where we're at now. But and, and where we're at now is time to review tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Let's start with Herman or sorry DJ saying that Sasha and, uh, and shot. I'm gonna. I Sasha and Shotzi having a match is so like I'm gonna slip up because like they sound so similar. So Sasha and Shotzi, yeah, you just you already did it right there. Sasha had a fantastic match according to DJ, and I would agree it was a very very good match. Um, again, I said uh, our last show, and uh, it's my general thoughts. Shotzi still feels like she should be a babyface. I'm not 
really digging it. But in ring wise, I think she's on a great run. She's really uh, establishing herself on SmackDown as this new face. I thought it was interesting. Michael maybe saying she was buried here. I don't know if it was buried, but I thought it was a little surprising she lost. And then not only that, it's always so we always likes to do the, the post match. Oh, but the, but they got the one up on their opponent, so it's fine. Heat back. So but she got she got she got backstabbed quite literally and left left lying. So she went out uh, definitely not looking like um, a new breakout star or anything. I thought this was a very good match though. Could have done without the pre match promo. Uh, Sa- Shotzi tried to call Sasha a bitch. Sasha cut her off. Got to use the B word instead. Because that's when you know the feud's serious. Well, that's I, my favorite thing about that is she tweeted that. Yeah, on, exactly. On exactly. Yeah, like on Monday when they did that with the Raw women, she tweeted, "Oh, well, it's not a feud until you somebody gets called a bitch." And I look, I, I think Sasha's great. I think she's the best women's wrestler to ever do it. Period, bar none. And I think she's going to win the Royal Rumble, barring a return of Bailey. However, Shotzi needed to win. Yeah. Yeah. She literally, they, they set up. They had, uh, as Nash was saying, the, the, the part with Sasha and the ring step was nice. They had Shotzi like brutally stomp Sasha's arm in the ring steps to the point that I thought they were going to like write Sasha off the Cyrus series, not like, <laughs> and open up another spot the day before the show or two days before the show. Um, and that was just part of, part of the match, obviously. But then to have Sasha still win, I thought definitely was a bit of a, Know, uh, uh, an interesting choice when I thought it was, was Shotzi winning, you could have very easily established her as a real kind of force to be reckoned with here, even even with the, the champion right now being Charlotte, you know, you don't always need to have like your top players be the champion, she could be the, the top, n- the number two heel, and I feel like that's where she's going anyway, uh, but to have Sasha win, and then, like I said, to have to have Shotzi get left lying at the, at the afterwards, it's like, not, not the best look, you know? There was a chance to kind of really establish her, and I thought they kind of missed on that one. Yeah, I, I just... I am i don't trust them, because, I mean, two months ago, <laughs> she, she was teaming with Tegan, so whatever. Right. I'm just glad she has a job, because Shotzi deserves it. Yeah, no, Shotzi's great, I think. Um, Boy, that, that really has you tripped up. You can't say it right I can't, I can't. I, like, I, I didn't think it was such a problem, and then here I am talking about it, and I was even like... Oh my gosh! They like, have they, last names. You want to go to switch to Banks and Blackheart? Well, I can't because that's that's technically not their last name. It's just Shotzi. Just like it's just Angel and it's just Humberto now. They 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 chop these people's names in half, and we've got to uh, treat that. That's like all a, right though. They they joined the the uh, Lost Names Club, and Cesaro hands them snacks. It's great. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, you, you mentioned Bailey Emanuel. Herman's asking uh, if slash well, I would well, it's when Baylor turns, but but Bailey will be back. She was healing from an ACL injury. Um, by all, by all appearances, she's just you know literally recovering. So Herman asking, will she be a face or a heel? Uh, I mean, it's a good question. I, I there's a lot of money on the table to be had with her still as a heel, and maybe kind of joined ever come back as a face. But then once she does come back, more often than not, when people come back, they get cheered. It's like, oh hey, you're back. We missed you, and that's an easy way to to have that turn anyway. Not always, but by and large, like that's just kind of the way it goes. And then you kind of have to work to get them to get booed again. So maybe they might take the, the easy path there and have her be a face. But right now, well, who, who even knows? That's a long way away. Uh, I, th- I think the Rumble might be a little aggressive. I thought the initial estimate was, I think, nine, eight or nine months when she got hurt. It is, but I mean, I John We saw Cena, John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. John Cena can do it in four months. So, so <laughs> I mean, who's to say that Bailey doesn't have the powers of John Cena? Who's to say? 
Who's to say? Well, uh, I thought the, the Shotzi versus Sasha match was a, definitely a highlight tonight. Uh, <laughs> you probably give me a thumbs up. Something that made me sad, but I thought it was very, very well done, was, as Michael Kent saying, poor guy Woods. So the show opened with Roman Reigns getting crowned, I guess, the king, after he took Woods' crown last week by force, not by beating him. He literally just took it. And this week, they had a crowning ceremony. Roman, thankfully, was like, this is stupid. I don't need the crown. It was Paul Heyman, it was Paul Heyman's idea. Uh, but he, the whole point was, no, he is the king. He doesn't need the crown to prove that. And Xavier Woods comes out, the rightful king, and says, you know, if you were a real king, you would have, like, you know, still, you know, dealt with me man to man. We would have had a match or whatever. And uh, that set up um, a rather sad development where Roman Reigns and the Usos quite literally destroyed uh, everything that makes all, all the all the physical elements that make Xavier Woods a king. They destroyed the crown, they did the scepter, and the throne. And Robert, my first comment, beyond it being just very a sad scene to watch, uh, because they quite literally brought Woods to tears, uh, was wow, these are really shoddily made, uh, shoddily made. Uh, I don't know, trinkets, for lack of a better word. Like, literally, Roman stomped on the crown and just kind of, like, flattened. Like, almost like it was made out of paper. Uh, and then Jay broke the uh, the scepter over his knee. And then they threw the chair, stomped the, the, the throne and threw it out of the ring. Um, I guess this definitely sets up the natural question. You've got to think that Woods will get another crown because he is the king. Uh, and I think Corbin got multiple crowns. So it's... He'll, he'll, get, he'll get a custom crown. I'll get, like, a some kind of, like, anime-inspired crown and cape. And it'll be... It'll be great. So that set up another confrontation at the show, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, you know Woods wanted to kind of deal with Roman face to face, and then that brought out Biggie. And again, I thought that was just uh, a very needed way to end the show because, in case you forgot, Survivor Series is on Sunday, um, and, and again, one of the bigger matches here is uh, Roman Reigns and Biggie, two of the you know the top two champions on on Raw and SmackDown. And like we've been talking about, they've been feuding. Roman and Xavier have been feuding, not so much uh, Biggie and Roman, other than the kind of their brief feud back in what was that September. So if this was good, you know, where they actually got to have a face to face, a nice kind of heated show closing angle like that. But um, I like this. You know, I, I was glad to kind of see Biggie here. But I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I, like this is one of those matches. I don't think Biggie's going to win, but I think it'll be a, a very cool, you know. Collision of the top two stars in WWE. I'm looking forward to it. I think that it, it'll be great. I don't like that they couldn't just have E drop Roman and give him something. I agree. Yeah. He could because he's gonna lose. You know, like he's gonna lose. Come on. Yeah, and having him kind of stand tall here uh, would have helped. You know, I. That's what they do, though. You know, I don't know. Maybe in a way, sometimes again, we it's it's becoming this thing where like you feel like they're aware of their own patterns, so that and they're aware that we know. So it's like they're, then they're like, oh, they think by having you know Biggie stand tall that Roman's going to win, so they're trying to flip that and be like, oh, maybe they'll think that if we have Roman stand tall at the end of the show, then Biggie's going to win. Biggie's not going to win, and, and I that that's just the way it's going to go. Um, I expect plenty of shenanigans, whether it's Usos. Kofi getting involved somehow or whatever. Um, I don't think it was a very good match, but it does kind of raise the question of whether this or Becky and Charlotte will main event. I, I would imagine it'll be this. Uh, this should be an event. Yeah, I mean, because it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a really kind of exciting match. If they game. can't give E the main event against Roman, then you just don't like E. It's not about the women. If you can't give E the main event against Roman, you just don't like E. Yeah. 
But thankfully, I think either way, let's let's see what main events. I think it'll be a very good match. Win or lose, I think it will be a very like even even more than what we've already seen. I think it will definitely will be kind of the you know real like it will solidify uh, Biggie's kind of status as a real top star. Whereas you know maybe at some points in his title reign so far hasn't quite felt that way. Whereas he's kind of felt like the second to to Roman in a lot of ways. I think this could be a good chance for him. Um, but you know, I I thought this was a good show, show closing angle because otherwise he's just here saying that uh, they, he he feels like SmackDown sucked tonight. You know, kind of similarly to when Roman said that after his vacation sucked a month ago. I won't say it like sucked. It just was a pretty light show. I thought Stratzi and Sasha was good. I thought you know this was the the I'm always a fan of these these uh, bookending nah. things. And I'll I'll just throw this in real quick because I had nothing else to say beyond this. Sheamus is in Team SmackDown. Good for him. He's with Rich Holland. Good for him, you know. They're gonna be they're gonna be, they're gonna be uh, hat time, dumb dumb hat time, to go off of NXT's jacket time. Yeah, you know. Oh my gosh! And then I thought that was kind of like I guess good for Tom, like you said. Struck me as he's like basically like fanboy for Sheamus, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense though. Like it does, but like this seems kind of weird, and like I, it almost feels like a less super cringy version of Corbin and Madcap. Where it's just like a guy and a guy that's just like hype man and having two of those on the same show doesn't feel so great. Whereas it's like, I don't know, you know, it's this is my, my, my take on it, but I don't know. I think they'll be good if they're a team. They, the Holland said last week he, that he wants to be a team and they're not going to be good. Um, good way to kind of get him built up on SmackDown, you know, that, that, so that, that's a plus. Uh, that match we, we saw, uh, it was Seamus, Ricochet, Gender, and Cesaro. I briefly hoped it would be Ricochet because I thought kind of give him some nice momentum, but that's just me being naive because they, yeah. they, they're not doing anything with Ricochet, and that, that is a, a damn shame. Um, so there was that as well. But other than that, yeah, they, they, they had a video package for Shaw and Becky, and uh, the, was one of the only other major things here. Um, pretty light show, uh, as uh, Michael's saying, SmackDown was fine. It was fine. Yeah, you know. it was about a six. Yeah. You know, like, ah, it was fine. I'm more just distraught over the releases and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it was fine. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, uh, we will we have Star Wars series on Sunday. You know, that's something to look forward to. Uh, again, the builds is always not so great. The shows usually are very good. Oh, I, I think my reading. I would say probably six as well. Um, I thought the, the, the Roman and Wood stuff was good. So, yeah, it was fine. It was not a bad show, but. We're going home for supposedly a big pay you hope for better. Not just saying a 6.5 as well, 6.7. So people kind of maybe probably in agreement that's below average, but um we're getting uh two from DJ Yikes. <laughs> uh, not not the best show. We can hope that uh, things will pick up after five series. As always, you hope for better. And may- maybe yeah. may- maybe I uh, I should stop doing that because <laughs> you'll get there, kid. I got there. I got there. It took uh, me a while, but I stopped being optimistic. Well. I'm optimistic that the Star Wars series will be a good show. We will have full news coverage, and I will also be doing a post-show on Sunday uh, talking all about it. John Clark will be on the show, so he'll be our boots on the ground as always. John, good John Clark. Like, that man is awesome. Good for John Clark. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, otherwise, obviously, as always, the wrestling world keeps spinning as much as things may be good or not so good in, in WWE all around. Lots of wrestling to like, lots of wrestling to enjoy, lots of wrestling to consume all the time. 
So that being said, Robert. And uh, lots of wrestling news coverage to consume. And if you're not consuming it here, there is always Fightful Select and Fightful.com. And you can also follow me everywhere at Dude Felice, and you should do that. And like always, while you're doing that, I'll tell you to enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.